it's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and YouTube.com slash Carpool Gaming every single Monday. Thank you for being here, for telling your mom and all your friends and your your dad and his friends and your and uh, and your uncle as well. Thanks for telling everybody that you know. I feel like I did the intro different. I don't know exactly what I, I think. I think I went back like a year of doing the thing. Like it publishes on YouTube. I don't even know, man. Thanks for being here for the, for leaving comments below. This is one of the few shows uh, at Carpool Gaming that publishes as a video on demand. We don't do this live at all. So thanks for leaving comments. YouTube.com/slash Carpool gaming and uh, I'm, hoping, I'm I'm feeling in a good mood guys we got a good episode for you I had a week off last week but I'm getting a little far ahead of myself because if you're new here's the deal every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet and if you want to be on the show in about four or five months you just tweet at me at Sean Capri Sean like Connery Capri like the pants you can let me know what you think of the show and one of the best things that happens actually is uh, and I'll get into this in a little bit uh, when uh, when you listen to the show and listeners contact the guests and they they tweet at the guests and say hey I was listening to you on we the gamer cast and I enjoyed it I'm telling you man that's one good way a really easy it's free by the way it's a free way to let uh, somebody else know that you appreciate them and to make their day i'm telling you guys we're we're here to make the world a more positive place i'm so glad that you guys are here uh i'm glad that you're still uh, sticking around by the way because i was not here last week and i feel like right off the start i need to address this i was hmm how do i say it i was not in a good space last weekend not even a little bit and and it sucked because it was a it was a long weekend we had friday off we celebrated Canada's birthday, and this this happens every year. This is how birthdays work. Um, Canada's birthday is on the 1st of July. America's birthday is on the 4th of July. And the rest of the world just, like, wonders what the heck is going on with North America. <laughs> it's like, what are, we, what are we all doing here? We're lighting on fireworks. We're wondering what to do with ourselves. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I Every once in a while, I guess I just kind of, like, collapse under all of the stuff. And I was just kind of, like... I was not in a good spot, both in um, content creation, I don't think, and just in in life in general. I I was not in a not in a good spot. So, uh, and probably one of the worst parts about it, actually, and I've got to make this up. Uh, obviously, missed the show. Appreciate you guys understanding that. And for any of you who didn't see the post on Twitter or on Discord, just 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 not having a great time. Just needed a bit of a break. Needed needed a recharge over the weekend, and I and I'm I've got that. So that's the good news is is that um I got what I needed out of it. But the bad news is is I missed a week of the show. That sucks. And and I, like I said, the worst part about it really is that I ended up having to um, cancel on what would have been a really wonderful show and a sweet hang with Marcus O'Neill. And I will I'll make that up to you, my friend. I feel horrible about it. I know you're understanding. I know everybody's understanding. That doesn't really stop me from feeling how I feel. And dealing with all that kind of stuff, but we'll we'll get through it, my friend. And uh, so I just wanted to be open and honest with you guys about that. Every once in a while, this uh, this kind of happens, I guess. And I need to be this, you know, every, like I say, it happens every once in a while. And every time it does happen, I I say to myself and to you, usually I'm podcasting about it, is uh, I need to schedule breaks. I don't need breaks to sort of like happen out of necessity, out of like a crisis kind of moment. I need them to be sort of like, okay, every whatever it is, six weeks or something. And this is, there's a reason I haven't done it yet because I don't know exactly what the number is or what the, how to sort this all out. Um, but I think it's important. Is it like, this is how we treat jobs. Like, I think it's important for people to take time off for their work and all these sorts of things. It's, it's important. And yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know how to I don't know how to wrap my head around that just yet. So if you guys have any ideas, then let me know. But that's kind of where where my headspace is at. 
And um, but at the same time, I'm carried through by so many people who watch this show, who who listen, who engage in the in the Discord. The Discord is popping off, man! Holy crap! Merch is flying out the door, which is very cool. We just celebrated an incredible 4,000 watch hours at YouTube.com/slash/CarpoolGaming, which unlocks a whole slew of features. It's something that we've been striving towards ever since we kind of got a glimpse of maybe this is possible. So we so we made a bit of a push for that, um, and we celebrated a pretty big deal there. So watch YouTube. Some cool stuff happening over there over the next little bit and that's that's definitely been uplifting there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes and obviously just the amount of hours that go into creating the content on itself and to have it rewarded in that way for as as meaningless as youtube metrics really are um it does feel good every once in a while and i'm and i'm hopeful that i just i don't have to look at numbers like that much more now that we've crossed the threshold but excited to see where we go from there and i i also want to while i'm on the topic i want to thank Everybody who supports us at patreon.com slash carpool gaming, damn near 90 of you. And there's so much amazing content going on at patreon.com at the $3 tier and up. And maybe as you're listening to this, maybe on Monday, I don't have the audio yet from, from Mr. Bad Bet. Not to throw him completely under bus, but I kind of, kind of did by accident. The console war room, him and I talk a lot about God of War and all of that stuff. We also talk about content creation in general, like, you know, like most things. And, um, and Ethan and I are going to talk about this. Podcasting is really just an excuse to hang out with your friends in a scheduled manner <laughs> and, and meet people from around the world is very cool. And so actually the console war room this time around sounds kind of a lot like a like a sweet hang in, in, to some extent so check that out patreon.com slash carpool gaming i want to thank everybody who supports us every uh, over there especially our ultimate producers tony baker from quest for pixels you can go to youtube.com slash quest for pixels today dallas ford the co-host at the blame game you can support dallas on youtube to get those guys over 100 subs the link is in the show notes emily o'kelly trucker sloth jonathan brown with his album in my element on spotify and apple music Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. You get a, we get a little Extra Life plug later on in the conversation, my friend. Skinny Matt hosting Carpool Gaming Community Game Nights. I played with him uh, at twitch.tv slash Skinny Matt K. We played, uh, uh, we played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think Fall Guys are coming up. Very cool. And my good friend Robbie Bobby Miller, twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller. All the links are in the show notes. Please support these ultimate producers. Our platinum producers, Brendan Myers, Marcus McCracken, uh, Becky Rubin Navarro, and RJ Kern. And our gold members, Anna, Argo, Cecily Carroza, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Foolish Fuji, Jose Jimenez, uh, Marcus O'Neill, Mostly Martinez, Nagachaka, The Snack Network, and Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. And welcome on in, Jonathan Z. I think it depends on where you're from. I don't know where you're from, Jonathan. Are you, is it Jonathan Z? Jonathan Z? I've had a realization about the letter Z. As a Canadian, we say Z. And my friends in the UK and in many parts of the world, they say Z. Uh, I think Australia probably says Z as well. But I think that it probably should be Z. <laughs> I think, I think I might be coming around to this. I, I, I hold, I hold steady on certain Canadian traditions and, and weird things that we do. Uh, I think Z might be the right way. <laughs> to say it it's the way that the alphabet should end you know everything from a to z like when we say like when the amazon this is where i think it came up to me when when you look at the amazon logo and the arrow goes from a to the to the z it's supposed to signify that they sell everything from a to z did you guys know that did you did, did you hear about this um i i think a to z just i don't i'm not sure let me know in the comments below that might be the the hottest take that you guys hear on today um i'm excited you're here 
I, I'm, I'm getting through some of that, that mental stuff. I've got to recharge. I had a great week, by the way, at the gym. Um, I, I realized earlier today that I ended up doing kind of like a, <laughs> I did a week long triathlon. I ran a couple times. I did 10K earlier in the week. I did five earlier today, which was great. Feeling good, feeling good running. Um, got on the bike for a little while. And I, for the very first time, I did a swim. I have, I bought goggles. Look at this. I, got, I, I bought like I put goggles on my face so that the water doesn't get into my into my eyeballs and I can see where I'm swimming. It's it's magical technology. Very cool. I haven't had goggles in like I haven't gone swimming really in a in a real way like lanes. I haven't done that since I was a kid, man. So uh, pretty embarrassing. <laughs> you got to get my breathing under control. It's a it's a whole other skill. I've got that all done for my um, for for biking and for running. That that's been pretty good. But I, <laughs> I drank a lot of the pool. We'll say that. So very humbling experience, especially with all the other senior citizens who are there early in the morning doing their swim. And uh, they, they know what they're doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. But I'm trying, trying something new. It's very cool. And actually, speaking of that, we're going to get into that kind of conversation with my new friend, Ethan Buckman. He's a, he's a co-host at Project X Talk, uh, now on Frame by Frame and I Hate My Friends. He's part of the Save the Game Media outlet. You can go to youtube.com slash save the game media for all the stuff. I'm so proud of these guys. They just completely exploded with um, a rebrand, an explosion of new content, new podcasts. It's very cool. And uh, a good portion of our conversation today is about finding your own potential, pushing yourself, discovering discipline, all that stuff. You can follow him on Twitter at whitecdr1. At the very end, you're going to know why he calls himself that. Very cool. Here he is, my good friend, your new friend, Ethan Buckman. My friend Donnie Reese from PSVG, he had probably one of the best ideas that I, I, I've copied on this computer. It's not on my laptop, although I don't really podcast from my laptop too much anymore. But he just yeah. removed all possible mics, um, like webcams and whatever else, like at the driver level. He just removed them all together. So That's a good idea because when I open a, up my mm-hmm. files, I have probably 30 different things because I've gone through different mics and all this stuff. It's crazy. Totally. Yeah, like, and, and if it just, like, especially if you have a webcam, like, the fact that the webcam has a microphone built in is, like, it's not really yeah, for why? us, I don't need you know? That. <laughs> yeah, we should, ha- there should be, like, a podcaster, content creator version of a webcam that just has zero microphone. I don't know if that's what Elgato has. Yeah, that's what was selected before I joined in. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> it happens <laughs> all the works. time. <laughs> and people, and and that's the thing, like, when you're in a room, this is, sometimes you get, do you ever get, like, hyper aware of the fact that you're just, like, in a room by yourself talking at a screen like now that i'm yeah. kind of calling it out <laughs> you know I, I i've gotten used to it over time but when i first started i just had this anxiety because like i had my wife in here yeah i have my wife in here mm. and i always would have her go to the other room because i was like i look like an absolute loser right now <laughs> <laughs> talking to the computer having a conversation she can't hear the other side and i would say something yes! crazy and she would like look at me like what are you guys talking about mm-hmm. i <laughs> do like i'll I... tell you later i'll tell you later <laughs> Man, I have um, I don't know, I, I don't know what you would call it, but I don't like being on the phone around people, especially. Yeah, right. Like I don't I walk I, out of the room to take a call or something like that. Totally. I and and it's for that very reason. I don't like the thought of somebody else hearing only one side of the conversation and how yep. awkward that must be for that person and and, and what like, they you would know think. Everyone's of being 
courteous and not listening sure. and trying to look like they're mm-hmm. not listening. Like, they're listening. Everyone's always listening. <laughs> they're you listening know, at the I, time when I, you like, least want them to be overhearing what exactly. you're saying. I uh, pretend all we want. <laughs> I used to have a job where I had my own office. It was nice. I had a door and everything. It was great. So I could close the door and have, Very you know, nice, private yeah. conversations. And then it was it was weird because it was actually when I got a better job that I didn't get an office. I remember they were showing me around because I was I ended up working inside a hospital. Uh and they're like, Well, here's and um floor space, any any office space comes at a at a premium because the 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 floor space is four beds. They should have, you know, doctors and stuff, not a bunch of idiots like yeah. me going around. So my space in the in the building was like a, a shared office space. And I went, what have I done? Well, I hate <laughs> oh, being no. on the phone in front of people. So we're all talking and chatting either you with each talk other. like this with your hand over the, the receiver. Seriously. Like, <laughs> and that never sounds good to the person who it matters no, to it the most. It never You're sounds just like, good. I'm just trying to be kind to everybody around me. What I always and I feel wonder awkward. when like people are working in call centers like how do you do your job oh my god all day like like talking to people in this cubicle when there's a hundred other people in the same room talking to people i would yeah i'd have a meltdown i wouldn't be able to do it ever have you ever seen like a call center like that sounds like or are you just imagining i'm just imagining it yeah i mean there was like one spot when i was uh, in the navy there was one spot called personnel when there was like 30 people down there working they did all the admin stuff and it was kind of mm-hmm. like that where it was like everyone was on the phone constantly talking to different people about different things and i'm just like in there like whoa i'm just down here to get something signed off i don't want anything <laughs> to do with this, this is, ooh, no 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 kidding i mean it's just a, it's a it's a different type of person but i guess that makes us yeah. a little bit of a different type of person that we sit down for an hour plus at a time and just kind of record stuff. It's very, yeah. I, I don't, I don't typically like to call it out all that much, but for whatever reason, the technical thing kind of brought that out, I guess, at the start here. Yeah, it was definitely a challenge getting into it, but I, I've slowly gotten used to it. And how uh, long I'm has it been? I so I, I first started doing stuff on YouTube, I think, want to say midway through 2020. Because you okay. know we're locked, yeah, we're locked up during the pandemic, like mm-hmm. it was it was in the midst of everything. Um, I had so much time on my hands because my command was like, "We're not staying at work for more than half a day because we just don't want exposure." So we're gonna like do skeleton crews and stuff like that. And I, I was like, "I don't know what to do. I'm I'm freaking. I'm going crazy. I have nothing mm. to do." And mm-hmm. so I just bought this Blue Yeti mic off of Amazon. I'm like, "I'm gonna do Let's Plays because I used to watch Markiplier oh, and Jack nice. Guy all them back in the day." And so I just started playing games, recording it and, and talking during it. And then that led me into meeting somebody at my command that also did it. And we got yeah. together, did some podcasts and I fell in love with podcasting. And then I met the group I'm with now and it's been history ever since. It's been crazy. What kind of what kind of games were you doing at the start with the Let's Plays? Oh, it was anything really that I could get my hands on. My first Let's Play I did, well, the first two, because I was doing them at the same time, were Little Nightmares 2 and the Oh, Medium. nice. Okay. Yeah, a little yeah. creepy. Yeah, <laughs> like both and, of them. And you know, it's funny because I'm 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 really sensitive to horror, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what would people find most entertaining? Me mm. screaming like a little girl playing horror games. So yeah, I, I just did it, and it was my buddies thought it was entertaining. My wife thought it was entertaining. Nobody else was watching me, but <laughs> it was that fun. is hilarious. I, I'm just trying to like reconcile the fact that, um, and I want to just I want to explore this a little bit. The fact that you're yeah. in the Navy. Um, so that sounds like, you know, you're facing some stuff, but you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're sensitive with horror stuff. So I'm just trying to like yeah. reconcile those two, <laughs> two things. I, I was an electrician. I was nothing special. <laughs> I try and tell people like, you know, not everybody is, 
you know, mm-hmm. seeing bad things. I, I was, um, I'm a lucky one where, you know, non-combatant, you know, kind of mm-hmm. on the ocean. I still did deployments. I was away for a long time, did stuff, but I worked with electronics and I was a nerd and I loved using multimeters and checking voltages and working yeah. on circuit boards and stuff like that. So that's what I did. Did the Navy put you through school? Is that how that all worked out? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, you have your obviously your eight weeks basic training or boot camp, which is just general military training. They beat the hell out of you, make you run, get you in shape. Yeah. And then uh, I went through what was it? Nine weeks of advanced technical training, which taught you things like Kershaw's law and like anything to do with electronics. What's that? Basically. Oh, OK. So, I couldn't remember. <laughs> Honest <laughs> to God. It's been so long. Uh, I don't know. Pythagoras theorem, whatever. Yeah, man. something like that. It's like asking me algebra questions right now from sure. high school. I couldn't tell you nothing. But uh, basically, this they, circle. Yeah, they basically make you uh, do a bunch of calculations, learn about voltages, homage, all this different stuff that has to do with electronics. And then I went to an A school, they call it, where you actually learn your real job. Like okay. the, the ATT is just baseline. The A school was the ICA school. That's what I was. I was an IC man. And uh, that's where you learn all your gear, all your equipment, what you're going to do on your ship and stuff like that. And then they're like, here's your orders. You're going to Bremerton, Washington on this aircraft carrier and you're on a flight the next day. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. <laughs> that is kind of nuts, man. Like you're just like yeah. going from school or a classroom or this was before the pandemic, I'm imagining. Like how long yeah, ago did you? 2015. When 2015. I first yeah. OK. Why? Why all that? Why electrician? Why Navy? Like, how did that all happen? Well, it's it's kind of crazy. It, it's almost like it feels like it fell on my lap because I decided I had surgery in 2014 on my foot and I gained a ton of weight. Why did like, you? <laughs> there's so much wood pack. Why do you have surgery on your foot? But it was a, I had like a fused bone in it or something. They had to separate it. And so I was holed wow. up for like four months sitting. I gained a bunch of weight. I was feeling depressed. My grades weren't good. I'm just like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do in my life. Yeah. And, you know, like my, high school my, grades. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. High school. Yeah. Grades. Okay. 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 So I graduate my senior year. I'm still big. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. And I, I just remember uh, my whole family is basically Navy. My dad was yeah. in the Navy. Grandfather was in the army. He was different. He got drafted. Great grandfather was in the navy. Great grand, great great grandfather was in. The, everyone was in the navy. Oh snap! Uh, couple uncles. And this so was going to happen no matter what, whether you wanted yeah. to or not. That you were just like in the direction. It was destiny. It was destiny. Yeah. I, that's what I tell people. But you know, I was like, screw it. I'll join the navy. I'll see what I can do. So I I started working out. Got accepted. Went to the recruiter, and they put a bunch of jobs in front of me. And I'm like, I I don't know. This one looks cool. Wow, <laughs> so really? That. Yeah, this was I was 18 years old right out of high school. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. man. What about like the the history of the family, though? Like, did that dictate at all? Like where you were thinking you were going to go? Like, did that (laughs) basically like select the Navy? You could have gone, I guess, Army Um, or anything else. Well, that's that's why I chose the Navy just because of the family. But I uh, I avoided being a cook because my dad was a cook. Okay, And he told me how horrible it was. It sucks being a cook in the military. So I know I don't want to do that. And then one of my uncles was like, you don't want to go in packed, which is like this weird rate where you don't actually have a job. You just kind of go in and get abused. And I'm just like, no, I'm good on that, too. So anything with electronics, people were telling me, my recruiters were telling me it's what's going to make you the most money when you get out. Like, all right, cool. What was bad about being a cook? What what did like what kind of stories? Oh, really? It, they would get there. My wife was actually a cook in the Navy. The my wife Kendall. So good I, I God. Would, okay. Yeah. Wow. She, so she would get to the ship at four thirty in the morning to prep for breakfast. Breakfast mm-hmm. would open at six, and she would be there until 
Oh, what's the conversion? Because I'm so used to using military time. 7 p.m. At yeah. Night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to finish out dinner, do the cleaning, and then they would have to get an inspection done to make sure everything was clean. Then they could go home. So they, usually they weren't home until about 8 p.m. And then and you're, so, but you're back the next day prepping yeah. for breakfast at 4:30 in the morning. Yeah, you go to sleep brutal. right when you get home, and and she would go to sleep right when she got home, and she would wake up and go do it the next day. <laughs> so it was like, well, I'm glad I didn't do that. I'm sorry for basically like an entire deployment. Or are you doing that on like yeah. three weeks on a week off or something Seven like that? Like straight every single day. Come you on, eat. you got to eat. Everyone's got to eat every day, even on the weekends. And uh, yeah. yeah you, you you could get lucky and get put on night shift because they only have to do two meals. They have to do midnight rations and then sure. they help with breakfast the next morning, but it's still the same hours. Yeah. And it's not like you can just have all these people around to switch from one shift to another, like morning, afternoon, no. night shift kind of thing. You can't work with people. You're on a roster and you need to be there like on time or wow. somebody's going to the birthing to wake you up and get you in uniform. So cooking was not going to be an option for you, but like that just seemed to be like, (laughs) is it, is it mainly because you didn't really have anything else that you wanted to do out of high school? So you're like, I guess, you know, what I know is the Navy. Well, you know, I always wanted to be a police officer growing up. I thought that was the coolest job. I I had a, is it called a great uncle when it's your grandmother's brother? I don't know. One of my uncles <laughs> was a, was a <laughs> NYPD officer, and I always thought it was cool seeing his old stuff. So I was like, yeah. it'd be cool one day. And so I wanted to join the Navy as an MA, which is their kind of security force. Yeah. I, I, I'm i glad I didn't because then I sure. learned what their job actually was, and it was terrible. But uh, So I wanted to do that, but at the time when I chose my jobs, it wasn't available, and I was just like, just give me something that's different, something new. I'm going to reinvent myself. Give me something mm-hmm. I have no, no clue about. So I picked electronics because I didn't know nothing about it, and I learned a new trade. Dude, that is that is like the least uh, the, the last way I think I would choose like a career path. I'm not going to lie to yeah, you. Like, it's let's weird. find something I know very little about. Um, hmm, Egyptian. Yeah, <laughs> I'll learn that. I felt like I don't I don't know what talents I have. I don't know if I have any talents. So just give me something like I know. Yeah. Train. That's what my dad always told me is like, don't worry about what you pick. They will train you. They will make sure you know what you're mm-hmm. doing. And I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> that's a that's a good thing to be walking into, because I think a lot of us can uh, think about jobs that we've taken where like the training is pretty subpar and like, yeah, learn on the job kind of thing. Seminar or something like that. And it doesn't really help. <laughs> maybe, maybe. No kidding, man. So yeah. were you, was there any sort of like. I don't know if it like culture shock is the word or just job shock or just like, was there a wake up call that you had? You're like, oh, snap. What have I gotten myself into here? I got to tell you, it's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) So um, I get dropped off at the airport in Portland, Maine. I'm from Vermont. So we had to do like a five hour drive up to Portland, Maine Mm -hmm. to drop me off. And the flight went to Chicago. I turned 18 two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting in the airport. I'm holding my tickets. I'm looking at my orders to Naval Station Great Lakes, where our boot camp is. And I'm just shaking. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, uh, why did I do this? I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. But I just toughed it out. I got on the plane. I just went through the motions. I'm like, here we go. We get to what's called P-Days, which is kind of like the indoctrination phase, they call it, which is not mm-hmm. a good word. But that's the word they, they use. actually <laughs> use that word. The indoctrination phase. <laughs> yeah, gracious. it's where they shave your head. Yeah. They put you in these stupid yellow uniforms. They yell at you. They break you down. They make you feel worthless. Like, and they make you feel part of the group, basically. Like you're yeah. just a cog in this in this giant wheel. And they sit us down for our first meal, 
and I'm sitting at the table. I have these awful scrambled eggs in front of me and these awful little, you know, microwave Those sausages. Those damn cooks, man. Overworked. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm thinking about my mother's home cooking because she's just a, a hearty Irish cook. Like mm-hmm. she makes beef stew, biscuits, all that stuff. And I'm sitting there looking at the sad plate and I'm just, I just, a tear starts rolling out my eyes. I'm oh, like, I can't. man. This is, I am terrified right now. I had, I've been up for 48 hours at this point because they don't let you sleep for the first three days. And oh, they wow. basically just mentally break you down. And I'm sitting there like shaking with this horrible food in front of me. And I'm like, this is the worst decision of my life. But it ended up being the best decision of my life. So I think yeah. things turned out pretty well. I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what happened. Had you done like you are like you've got generations of this stuff in your Mm -hmm. DNA and even just in your conversations around you, like you must have had some sort of like mental picture of perhaps what this was going to be like, or was it totally just shocking or was it the overall just experience of you're in it? Like maybe that's just different from anything you can prepare for. I had sort of an image in my mind of what it was going to be through what my dad said, but the Navy has, and the military in general has come such a long way since those times. I mean, he was in when women weren't even allowed to serve, period, yeah, on ships. Yeah. I mean, the, the, that's how far back he served. So the Navy that I went into was completely different. It was same mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but in, in, in general terms, it was completely different from what it was. I mean, yeah. he used to tell me stories about how in boot camp, the uh, RDCs or the drill instructors, they would sit in what we call the shark tank, which is kind of like this glass box where they look at look inside the compartment and monitor mm-hmm. you. They used to sit there and chain smoke cigarettes and blow the smoke out into the compartment to make everyone jealous and fiend for cigarettes. So they would come on stuff. Yeah, they don't do that anymore, obviously, but they used to be Holy way crap. more abusive. Uh, but yeah, it was it was completely different. It, it's a it's a co-culture. It, it's something completely separated from anything that you would you would imagine like it, it has its own language it has its own customs its own traditions its own way of doing things you walk differently you talk differently you you like i said the language is completely different we had this book like about that thick probably like 600 pages that we had to read throughout boot camp to learn lang- different like words for things like a ceiling is an overhead the okay. floor is a deck the yeah. walls are bulkheads a door is oh, a yeah. hatch like yeah. all these things. So you had okay, to learn so which one's starboard? <laughs> starboard is right. Port is okay. left. The Got stern it. is front. The, it's the yeah, so that's the kind of stuff that you had to you had to learn. Like, yeah. did you know at least some of that stuff? No, God, no, he didn't. That he didn't. is amazing. Like in military Navy family, just like still learning all the all the words and the codes and everything. My dad just wanted to tell me stories of the times he went out drinking in Europe and got arrested. Did he? <laughs> he yeah. didn't tell me. He didn't tell me like the inner workings and stuff, uh, but. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a new experience and uh, one I don't regret. Did you have like any sort of like aspirations for yourself as far as like this seems like kind of a, a path that few take or relatively like this is not what what everybody does. Like, were you trying to prove something to yourself or like where, like what got you through, man? You know, that that's probably a good way of putting it, because, you know, I, when I was growing up, I, I wasn't very I didn't excel in hardly. Anything. Yeah wasn't that athletic i played sports but i wasn't athletic uh my grades weren't good i wasn't i didn't have many friends i was you know people i I don't want to say bullied that's kind of a strong term like Mm -hmm. you know just not not i don't know i don't know how to say it any other way than bullied but uh and and you know even people that i knew said you're never going to do anything like that because i told people i wanted to join the navy and like everyone's like no you're not you know you're not good you're 260 pounds you you're you're not that smart. You're not going to do it. And so I was like, fuck you. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Do good. It. So, I'm it. <laughs> so that's kind of a, that's got to be a pretty good driving force when you're just sitting there going, what have I done? But wait it's a second. Of, yeah. You're just kind of sitting because uh, I'm a single child, so I don't have anyone to talk to at home. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. sitting on my couch at home like, what am I going to do? I just need yeah. to shape up willpower. I need to get yeah, this. Yeah, That's all I did. Where do you think that, I, that's the kind of what I'm getting after here is like, where does that come from? Because I, I feel, and I've been, this is something that's been on my mind for a very long time as, especially over the last two years have been so challenging. And for me personally, like, uh, with yeah. the, with the family now and all these, like life is hard and it's oh, different yeah. for everybody. And it's, and it's more challenging than I think anybody could have prepared us for, but like somewhere, somehow, like most of us, many of us are able to like dig deep and do yeah. something about it. Like we got to go, like we got to carry on. We got to do something. And so I'm, I'm curious, like what that is for you. Dude, I, I still am chasing that kind of feeling, <laughs> I guess you could yeah. say. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure how it, how you get there because like yeah. I got there when I was preparing for the Navy. I was out running three miles a day, doing hundreds of push-ups a day. Like I was locked in. Like yeah, there was man. nothing on you. my mind except this thing. Like I am going to join the Navy. There is nothing yeah. that will stop me. I don't know how to get to that. <laughs> like but, you, a, but you've done it now. Like that's the kind of thing that I get really excited about when whenever new challenges are up. You're like, if you look back to a hard time in your life, you're like, man, I really, I really did that. And maybe it's just a matter of youthful energy and stubbornness and arrogance maybe, and yeah. unfound confidence, things like this. You know, like, I'm, I'm 18. I don't know the world. I totally. grew up in a, I, I, I like to tell people I grew up in a Hallmark card. I grew up in Vermont of all yeah. places. It's one yeah. of the safest places in the world <laughs> to live. I mean, I, I didn't know what the real world was like. Right. So like all I knew was, you know, this little sliver of humanity and, and, so I could focus on things other than, you know, struggles that I might have dealt with otherwise yeah. if I live somewhere else. Good for you, man. I like I like I said, it's not something that everybody does. So for you to have that experience behind you, like now like do you feel like you can do like have you found a new like ability and confidence in in new things even? You just seem to have a a proclivity for, yeah, I don't know how to do this, so let's give it a try. <laughs> yeah, let's play like that guy knows how to do it. So let's yeah. do this. Let's get on a yeah. boat. I think trying new things is definitely something I've gotten better at because, like, I remember growing up, I didn't want to try new things at all. Yeah. Like, even just, like, I was a picky eater, you know. It just mm-hmm. I, Any new experiences scared the hell out of me. I didn't want to deal with it. I wanted to be comfortable in my own home. But, yeah. you know, since then, I'm still kind of a homebody. But still, since then, I've been able to dive headfirst into stuff before. Like, I moved to Texas after I got out of the Navy. No job. Oh. No no idea. No, no attachment to this place except my wife was from here. And I was like, I will see what happens. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have a job. I'm getting two more weeks of pay from the Navy. So hopefully that'll keep us afloat f- until then. And uh, yeah. yeah, just came here with, with no backup plan. Just let's dive head first into it. Okay. So I think the last that we left off in your journey was uh, tears rolling down your face as you're eating terrible <laughs> scrambled eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens next, man? Like, how do you pick yourself up after that? Is it a, is it a, like a, like a moment where you go like, I, I'm going to shake this off and get back into it. Or is it more of a gradual kind of like, let's just take this one day at a time. That's it, That was almost the moment where you kind of tell yourself it really can't get worse than this. Okay. Like I'm already here. I yeah. just need to do it. Like yeah. it, I, you just need to turn into an absolute robot 
and you and you just need to go through the motions. If you go through the motions, it'll be done eventually. Yeah. Right. Like, don't care about the pain. Don't care about emotions. Don't care about. I mean, that's what they do to you in boot camp. Mm. They strip mm-hmm. you of your your identity, basically. Yeah. And they and they build you back up in their image and, and what they want in a sailor. Yeah. Or in a, in, a, in a soldier for any other boot camp, you know. But that doesn't so. sound motivating. Like, that doesn't sound very aspirational. But what you just said no, before that <laughs> is very aspirational. Like, you find something deep down. Like, nobody's telling you, you got to dig deep and find something. Like, I don't, it doesn't sound like they're, they're saying that to you, but you're finding that. I did things in boot camp that I never imagined I'd be able to do. I was yeah. able to do more workouts. I was able to learn things. I, I, cause, you know, when you're in boot camp, you're blocked out from the rest of the world. All you have is your senses. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're alone in this in this bubble, and you're completely restricted from the rest of the world. So, you know, you all you can do is what they tell you. Yeah. And so you you all of a sudden, like halfway through boot camp, I started to realize in my in myself, I'm like, oh my god, I'm doing things that I never thought were yeah. capable of doing. Yeah. I'm doing seventy push-ups in in a row. How? I don't know how I'm doing this. I'm just still going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, 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 this is ridiculous. And, you know, your brain almost just shuts off and you turn into this primal thing that can just do anything that yes. it wants to do. And it's very interesting. It was it was a, an experience that I don't want to repeat. But <laughs> yeah, it was the results are pretty good. The results were good at the end. I had lost a lot of weight. I was in the best shape of my life. But like and I had no I learned a lot and I had a lot of discipline. But yeah. Like, oh, my God, it was it thinking back to that it's almost like a blur like it's almost like it didn't happen it's crazy man like this is something i'm really thinking about a lot i think it mainly just a it's just a matter of the um the people i'm listening to on whatever youtube and everything else and yeah this notion of like discovering your own potential is like kind of it seems like the next 10 15 years of my life i imagine like this is like going to be the thing that drives me and i want for like everybody like this is a seed i want like planted in like everybody's like what if you could discover your true potential like holy crap if we lived our lives like Dude. that oh my gosh man it, get out of our insane way insane what you can do Mm-hmm. If you really focus on something, it's absolutely incredible how far you can push yourself. And now, obviously, yep. there's a limit and you need to know your know yourself and, you know, take mental health breaks, take physical breaks, stuff like For that. For sure. But yeah. I mean, it, when you're in the outside world and you're not in that environment, you know, it can be so difficult because you have so many stimuli around you, you have so many other things to do. You're multitasking, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, to, to people out there listening, I mean, God, you are capable of a whole lot more than you think you are. That's you know, awesome, and I man. mean, I'm telling you, in eight weeks, I had learned so much about myself and yeah, how man. literally it, like it, it nothing bothers me anymore. <laughs> I, I could I could do whatever I want right now. It, it's Look kind at of that. crazy. I love it, man. That's awesome. Holy crap. That's great. I mean, I, I, I could, but I don't always meet the goals. <laughs> sure. <laughs> now I have that outside stimuli and I'm trying to chase that feeling. Again, there's but- definitely. Yeah. It's the focus of like, it's the benefit of the focus, right? Like I, I had, right. um, <laughs> it's so funny cause you literally went to boot camp, and I went to like a fitness boot camp when I was whatever, 20 years old or something like that. Speaking of like best shape of my life, I did like a, you know, like a wall sit. You like kind of like have your back up oh, against the, the wall, wall and you're, it's like, you know, like you're in a chair. I did one for 15 minutes straight and i'm just like how is this how is this possible dude best shape of my life but like (laughs) it is that focus you turn your brain off like i guess i'm just doing this this sucks but like i 
what else am I going to do at this at this moment? And when and especially in your case, it seems like you're you're signed up. There's a term that you're working you're working at. So at least, you yeah. know, there's a path and maybe a light at the end of the tunnel. So that's got to be helpful. But man. Yeah. And, and it's so freeing once you get to that point where you realize, holy crap, I can do do a lot of things. Like that's you, what I'm talking about. I grew up as I grew up a fat kid. I'm, I'm still a fat kid. I'm, I'm a big guy now. Like I, I regained so much weight since I left the Navy. But yeah. I, I've always been a fat kid at heart, even when I was in shape. And just to see myself be able to do these things, I was running the the PT test. I was doing running oh, laps. Wow. We had to do a mile and a half and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm like running along and I'm looking at everyone else and, and, you know, I'm keeping up with these guys that are, I, I look at them as way more in shape than me, but I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm with them. I'm doing yeah. this. This is nuts. And, it, and I almost had this high, you know, halfway through the PT test oh, that kept so me good. going. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I couldn't, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. <laughs> did you ever, so like as an electrician, um, you know, non-combat, did you ever feel in danger at all though? Like, were you in dangerous areas? Were you serving people who were in danger? Like, how did that work out? There was only, well, I don't know if you can talk about it really even. I can talk about, yeah, I can talk about it. There, there was one instance that I felt a little nervous, but I knew nothing was going to come of it because, I mean, they couldn't do anything to us. We were going through the Straits of Hormuz, which the Straits of Hormuz are that little channel that leads you into the Gulf. Uh, it's basically Saudi Arabia is on one side and Oman, and on the other side is Iran. Oh, so, okay. Like, you have to, you have to go through this little. Tr- <laughs> you said right? the Gulf. I'm thinking like the Gulf of Mexico. Dude, <laughs> you had no. mentioned Texas earlier. Like, okay, we're on the other side of the world. Okay, got it. Yeah, the Gulf of Arabia, and uh, okay. so we're going in there to do operations, flight operations over Afghanistan and Syria. This was during the tail end of the fight against ISIS. Mm-hmm. So we're going over there to do flight ops, and we have to go through these straits, and it's always a hell of a time when an american ship goes through the straits because the iranians just harass you they do not yeah. want us there they do not like us they want to put fear in us and so we had uh we had to go into general quarters which that's battle stations basically for it was like a modified battle stations for like i don't know 10 hours while we were going through these straits because we had iranian gunboats probably 300 yards off of yeah. our starboard side pointing their guns right at us the whole time just in an aircraft carrier, that's where you're in? At an aircraft carrier, yeah. yeah. And, which was hilarious to see these tiny little gunboats thinking they were going to take us on. And we have 50 cal mounts all along the side <laughs> just pointing at them. And it's like this tense situation where we're all just like sitting there like, is about to pop off? Like oh <laughs> everyone's in the shop like because we're not doing any work that day. Yeah. Like everyone's just standing by. And so we're chilling in the shop just like I'm just waiting to hear some gunshots. I'm waiting to hear something pop off because we're ready for it. People are getting excited for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, Which I, I personally was like, I would rather not. But, you know, if it happens, it happens. Um, no, after but, you, after you, you go ahead. You go, you yeah. grab your gun. I'm, I'm good. That was, would, would you that be was, like, would you be called upon for anything like that? Like, is there like an emergency kind of all hands on deck kind of deal? So it would have been interesting because, well, yeah, battle stations, everybody on the ship has their battle station. You're yeah, either on a wow. gun mount or you're in a uh, uh, switchboard room or everybody has their own thing, right? Okay. Mine was called Bridge I Seaman. So I would go up to the bridge. That's where the captain and the admiral would be. That's where all the orders wow. are being happened. That's where the where, that's where they steer the ship. They change the speed of the ship. And I, and I would have been responsible for everything on that bridge related to my job for that gear and it's actually a a big deal man it was kind of scary like because i was like i really hope this doesn't actually happen because i'm so used to just training scenarios where we just go up there and don't really do anything we just kind of stand there but i'm like my god if we actually take a hit and i gotta like 
fix something on the fly while taking fire. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to wow. do. I, I would have done it because I had to. There's no option yeah. for me. But like, that was going to be what I was going to ask you about is the training for it, actually. So you would have been like in the actual on the actual bridge in training scenarios mm-hmm. as well as maybe like outside or, or um, more classroom type of training or like how did that all work? Uh, classroom training was kind of limited to general military training like uh, okay. like CPR or yeah. like sexual assault response or stuff yeah. like that, detecting signs of suicidal ideations, stuff like that. That was okay. kind of what classroom training was for. Um, everything that had to do with our job or like battle stations or something like that, that was live training. Like yeah. that was like, we had to go into general quarters. We had to get to our stations. We had to do simulations of what would happen, what we mm-hmm. would do during a scenario and stuff like that, which sometimes was really fun. Cause we got to do some pretty unique stuff. Sometimes it was really boring cause you would stand yeah. there in the same spot for three hours, staring off into the ocean and yeah. <laughs> nothing yeah. would happen. So. Sure. That is but, unreal, man. Like, cause yeah, not everybody, how many people would be on the bridge? Like a couple dozen, maybe there would be probably 20. We yeah. had the quartermasters up there charting, charting floors, the charting courses. We would have the bosun mates steering the ship. We'd have the conning officer, which orders the, which way the ship is going and how fast it's going. Then you would have the captain and the executive officer and the admiral up there mm-hmm. all sitting in their chairs, looking stoically out at the ocean, talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was a lot of big dogs up there too, like really no high up officers. So you had to really like shape up. You couldn't put your hands in your pockets. You had to stand like still, you know, at yeah. attention. Cause like you had all these big dogs up there and you were like, you don't want to draw the ire of any of them. That's what kind of caught my attention almost immediately was like, who is up there? Like you have a crew yeah. of probably a few hundred people on the, on the entire ship, but yeah, like 20 people in this very important 5, space. On the, yeah. That's 5,500 personnel on the ship. And there's 5,500. Yeah. Oh snap. You're with, man, that's a, with air wing compliments. So we had, before we went on deployments, we would board the air wing, which they brought all the jets, the helicopters, the, okay. you know, all that stuff that would come with like, 2,000, 2,500 maybe personnel. Wow. And so like it was nice when the air wing wasn't on board because the ship was kind of quiet. You know, we had the the lines for chow weren't as long, stuff like that. But once air wing got on board, it was hell. Like going it's through like the double P-ways, the people. It's, there's so many people around you. There's so much going. It's a we we call it controlled chaos. Yeah. Like it just seems if you were looking at it without any knowledge of it, you would think, oh my God, we're we're doomed. I don't know what to do, but everybody knows what they're doing on that ship and they have a purpose for where they're going. And and so it's wild seeing it work. It's, it's a beautiful thing, really. What about the, the aircraft carrier just as a, like as an aircraft about the, the plane, talk to me about the planes, man. Are they going off all the time? Do you see stuff all the, like, like what's that? Cause I think jets are amazing (laughs) all the time. I mean, you get used to it. So my shop was on uh, the O3 level which the O3 level is the level right below the flight deck. So I would oh, hear snap. jet engines all day long and it, yeah. you just get used to it. And, yeah. you know, I have, I have pretty bad tinnitus now for my time in because I got used to it and I have some hearing damage, but it was worth it. It was cool. And then when you're on the bridge, you actually get to see them. <laughs> it launch was and worth like, it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when Permanent you're when hearing you're, loss, it's fine. Dude, it's crazy. I, I would walk around the hangar bay and like, I would be ducking under F 18 wings. Like they were just, God, these things are annoying. Like they're in my, <laughs> yeah. And there's <laughs> so, just so like, many of them every once in a while I would like appreciate it. And I'd be like, 
I'm just in a room full of F-18s. That's kind of yeah, cool. And I would go smoke or cool. something. Like, but uh, yeah, you'd see them, especially at night, dude. They were so cool. They'd turn on those white afterburners and launch off the deck. And it would it would go away in an instant. Like, phew, it would be yeah. off into the night. It was like, this <laughs> is cool. So funny because like the the only the only way I'm even able to imagine somewhat what that must be like is because I've been on a cruise ship, you know, like I haven't yeah. been anywhere near like an actual, you know, I've been in a station. I've been at a, a stationed aircraft carrier, like shows and things like that. And yeah. in New York City, I think they had one or two sitting around there as well, small ones. Um, but like if you're out at sea in the middle of the night, like it's a weird thing, man. Like cool. Y- you see whatever is illuminated in front of you, like the the floor mm-hmm. and the railings, and then it's just like nothing, like but just the thing, reaching the over thing that that's blackness. Cool is uh, when we're underway, especially when we're in waters that are semi dangerous, or we have Russians or Chinese ships that are kind of dogging us, which happens a lot. Yeah, uh, we go. Um, what did they call it? Wow, I already forgot what they called it. Um, darkened ship at night. Yeah. So once the sun oh, sets, they shut off all the lights that can be seen outside into the water. Yeah. Uh, or And they turn on like these red lights into some areas or these yellow lights that, you know, that light doesn't travel as far. Mm-hmm. So like if you were out on a catwalk at night, it was pitch black. You would just That's hear the crazy. waves and, and you'd be you'd be feeling the railings and stuff like that. Yeah. To make sure you don't fall or nothing like that. And you'd just be stepping around stuff because there's always stuff on the ground, you know, that people yeah. left and you're just being careful. But it's it's the darkest dark i've ever experienced it's kind of creepy but it's cool once you look up and you see the galaxy that's probably the best part of it that is cool man yeah it's something that few people unless you're like maybe camping is maybe the closest thing that yeah. people would kind of uh discover We're living but like yeah. in a really really rural place where you can yeah. actually see all that yeah light pollution is wild man like just to like what it does to Sad. even like our own our own rhythms and stuff like that like or or even wildlife around cities and stuff it's kind of yeah, kind of interesting I, yeah. I live in San Antonio right now, and I can't see nothing in the sky. When yeah, you just look up, and you're like, "There's nothing there. It's just black." <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of sad knowing what's actually up there. Like, I can't mm-hmm. see that right now. Do you have like a an affinity for space? Like you said, you kind of like when you oh, talk dude. about looking up. Like, yeah, yeah, right. I watch Neil deGrasse Tyson for fun. my man. Like, I, mm-hmm. I absolutely adore anything space. I love reading yeah. about it. My favorite video games are based off of space stuff. That like is Mass what Effect, I'm talking about, dude. That's exactly it, me too. <laughs> <laughs> anything space, especially with video games, anything space, I'm I'm here for it. Starfield, yes. so ready for it. I'm I'm gonna drop off the face of the planet when that comes. Oh out. my gosh! I you know, and it's funny because I've been I've been making fun of the un, what was I think unfounded hype for at least a few years of yeah. about Starfield because like mm. we got a name of a game and like who somewhat who's and making logo, it, yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of it. And it's like, what are people excited about? And then I I I found myself joining that party a little bit because I'm like. Mm-hmm space man i just want to yeah. go to space like this i was is it, on dude. board the second i saw it I'm, i said todd howard <laughs> space cool i'm here let's do it <laughs> you know bethesda is so special to me just so just to see them make a space oh, yeah? game god yeah bethesda that they were there for me when i was in the navy because like you don't have video games really so i, That's had what I was gonna ask you about all i had okay. loaded was skyrim and fallout 4 That's on a laptop on a laptop and what kind of laptop a, did you have? It was a Lenovo Y50. It was an old okay. Lenovo that I bought back in like 2013, but it could run Skyrim and Fallout 4. So that's, <laughs> nice. I mean, I put, I think my Steam numbers on Skyrim are like right now 300 something, but it should be like a thousand because I love when, you're, it. when you're not attached to the internet, it doesn't record your hours. But Oh, I didn't I know that. Yep. Once you're completely separated from internet. 
which that's a whole nother thing when you come back from seven months with no internet and you got to update everything and check your email. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> Windows 11? What? <laughs> it's a hell of a thing not to have internet for seven months and see what happens. That's <laughs> funny. because your electronics. Do, so I'm trying to figure out like the timeline. This would have been well after the whole like Xbox One launch because that was in 2013, I think. 2013, yeah, 2013. Yeah, 2013, 2014 was when that started. Yeah. And I was I bring that up because you know they were doing the whole like always online. You must have an internet connection. And yeah. I remember thinking like I have like what's everybody's problem? And a, a vocal part of the community was bringing up military like as. Being yeah. on the other side of the world and not having internet. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't even realize that was like a large portion of concern here. Yeah, you know, I, I always laugh when I hear those arguments or like I see the people say like, oh, it's always got to be online. And because like I in inside, I want to say, no, there's people out there that really can't get internet for a long period of time. But at the same time, I reel myself back in because I'm like, it's not a lot of us. Like, I don't want to yeah. seem like that veteran that's just like, oh, there's guys out there fighting, you know, but like, I don't want to sound like yeah. that. So I'm like, that, you know, it's always the people who are in it. Are, yeah. yeah. It's the people who are actually in it who have that attitude that you just say. And it's the people who are loudest yeah. who are like, they're not impacted at all. Like, it's the, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and most people, and when you're in, you're not thinking about video games. Trust me. Like, it's oh, that most sucks. Most, like you would, you have to work so much and you have to yeah. deal with qualifications and, and keeping things up to date for yourself. And like, it's, you have to work out a lot cause you have your PT test every six months. Like you, you just, mm-hmm. it, you don't have a lot of time. So most people really aren't thinking about it. What was your PT test? Like, like what were they, what were they, did you have some sort of like, you had to run a mile in however many minutes or something like that? Mile and a half push up sit-ups. Those were the three tests. And yeah. uh, you, it was based on your age. Uh, how much you had to do so when I was I think it was like 18 to 22 I had one standard and once I turned 22 I got to do a little less push-ups and I could you know skip a few oh really here and there. yeah so once you get Even older at that the point less the cut off yeah, yeah it's just an interesting like point to do a cutoff like from 18 to 21 it's like three years and yeah you think yeah I don't know maybe I can't, 30 I can't or remember something. what the standards were I want to say uh, it was a mile and a half in 1230 for me at 18 to 22 and then it was like 64 push-ups in god i don't remember if it was like two or three minutes something like that that doesn't seem to make any sense to me i'm not gonna lie to you the 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 time for the run seems like easy enough but or i don't know like compare well the push-ups dude i couldn't do a push-up that many push-ups in an hour i don't think that'd be that'd be (laughs) pretty tricky i think my wrist would give out no, once anything. you have once you have nothing to do but work out, it, it gets pretty oh, easy. Especially My when you're under that pressure too, because the consequences of failing a PT test are shameful, like embarrassing. Oh, they make really? you go to this like class in front of everybody where you have to work it. They call it fat camp in the mm. military, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's really embarrassing. So once you're in that PT room and maybe you're a little out of shape or something and you didn't prepare well enough, you dig down deep and you're like, I'm not going to, oh my gosh, to fat man. camp. I can't do this. <laughs> so, you know, you and, and you know, there's a little bit of cheating maybe here and there. Some of our, our bigger oh. sailors, you know, you, you, cause it's your buddy, you're counting your own buddies, like pushups and sit-ups. Yeah. And so your buddy does 40 sit-ups, maybe they're 10 off from the max. And then the guy comes around, you're like, you did 55. He did yeah. 55 sit-ups, you know, and, yeah. and then we're good. <laughs> oh, man. So talk to me because I want to get back to video games in a second. Like how Absolutely. like the yeah. end of the deployment, like is there like an agreement or a contract that you had signed that you like because you got the education, you were going to be on deployment for a number of years? Like what was your off ramp out of the Navy? So I did a four year contract. 
Mm -hmm. uh, that's basically straight up four years. Um, and then I got to my first command, the John C. Stennis, and they offered me an extension to what's called a PRD, which is potential rotation date. So that's how long your billet is at that ship. So a lot of people actually leave before their billet is up. And then that okay. becomes what's called an open billet. It's basically a person that's not there and like it's it's a lost body in a way. So they're like, we want to extend you so that we don't have this open billet. And so yeah. I was like, screw it. I don't have anything better to do in my life. I'll sign the extension real quick. So I did like five years and seven months. It was a weird okay. like amount of time, but that was basically it. And then once you're done with your contract, you go into personnel, they sign off on some paperwork. They say, here you go. Get off base. Out. Here's your, yeah. give me your ID. Get off base. Have a good life. <laughs> and you drive off base, take off your uniform. You never so come back. So weird. It's it's a thing that I like often try to wrap my head around because it like when you when you talk about it in like a block of years, it sounds like doing time. Like, it, it, did you ever okay. think about like where you're gonna be in life at the end of the contract? Like, yeah, talk to me about that. There are a lot of similarities between prison life and military life. Yeah, when man. Like when you're on, um you trade like ramen for cigarettes you trade oh, wow these for movies on a hard drive like yeah. stuff like that. like there's a internal politics there's an internal currency yeah and, stuff like that. and then when you're talking about your time in the military you're talking as if like i get out in three years or my right. time is up in three years mm -hmm. like it's it's kind good of good behavior <laughs> and you get you get good behavior marks and stuff like that like they evaluate oh, your behavior your bearings stuff like that and it, it it has a lot of similarities it's kind of interesting yeah did you ever think about like when you when you first started like okay my time is whatever four years that's gonna make me mm. this old when i get out like did you think yeah. about like where you were gonna be and how did that compare with where you thought because it's rare that people are able to like look at a predetermined set of years into the future for a mm -hmm. thing and then kind of i don't know like when when are you ever prompted like that like no, no, no very few people look at a four-year commitment of anything like aside from maybe yeah. like university or college like you're in school as a kid and then after that you're kind of on your own so yeah curious in your thoughts there it, it's really interesting when you sign they call it signing your life away for four yeah. years that's, yeah, what, that's kind of the jargon of, of when you sign your contract or when you re-enlist and somebody signs like a six-year contract to do 10 mm -hmm. years they're like you just signed your life away for another six years like it's mm -hmm. kind of weird because you you don't know where you're gonna be. You don't even know where you're going. Like yeah. what where in the world am I gonna be? What job am I doing? Oh, you know, so all weird. this stuff. And it, you just kind of get thrown in and it's like whatever happens, happens. Whatever they tell me to do, I gotta do. It, it's mm -hmm. it's really weird. Uh so you don't really do much planning because things just are constantly changing. You you have yeah. no idea what's gonna go on. So where did you find yourself when you left? Like where you where are you in life? How old are you? And then did you did you say you met your wife uh yep. in the Navy and then you you guys kind of built your life together at that point? Yeah, I met her in 2017 and we were or yeah, it was 20 no, it was 2016, the the tail end of 2016. I went and did what's called cranking duty, which you have to go down to the dish pits and wash dishes for four months. Every junior sailor has to do it once. Yeah. And she was the cook and I met her while I was cranking and we hit it off, you know, went on a bunch of dates and, you know, we did a deployment together, which that's a bonding experience. That's an yeah, interesting story that we'll tell our children one day. Like, yeah. yeah, we did a deployment together. We traveled around the world, went to Thailand, Singapore, France, all the, all these cool places. And uh, when we got to Virginia, which was our new duty station, we were doing around the world from Washington to Virginia um we got married 
right like the day after we got off that boat so we got mm-hmm. married in 2019 and uh yeah we just waited out the rest of our contracts because neither of us wanted to stay in longer yeah. than our contracts so we're like all right let's just wait it out and we did yeah how much of like the the real you you should like like <laughs> think about like <laughs> couples traveling together it's like that's when you really see a person like at their oh, at yeah. 24 hours you know you, you, maybe you're sharing bathrooms maybe for the first time things like that like my again on a cruise ship my wife and i we were traveling together about eight months into us dating and we're like well if we can do that like we can this is probably the real deal so i can imagine mm-hmm. the intensity close quarters everything yeah. that comes along with navy life like you guys were probably accelerating in the in the bonding in the early stages of dating. Yeah, and it's interesting too because you can't do any public displays of affection on the ship mm-hmm. that's not allowed. So like we would have to talk to each other as if we were coworkers. Yeah, it's kind of like people. school. Yeah, yeah, it, it basically is that, but except you could like lose your rank and lose pay. <laughs> you wow. get caught doing. <laughs> yeah, pretty significant. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of it's it's crazy. You know, I've. It, it's interesting to see your wife in an environment when she's, you know, 18 hours into a shift and you say hi to her and she looks at you with cold, dead eyes. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll leave you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just back up home or back into the bushes a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Funny. Oh, man. Okay. So you guys are coming to the end of your, your time. You figure, yeah, nuts to Vermont. I'm going to Texas. How does that yep. come up? I, I don't know. Whose I don't, idea was that? It was kind of both of our ideas. She's from here. And, um, you know, it just when I looked at it, there's so much more job opportunities in Texas. It's way cheaper yeah. to live here. Um, you know, she doesn't like the cold and I can tolerate the heat because I had been in for so long and been around the South China Sea in the Middle East so much. Yeah, so man. I, was like, I can deal with it. You learned a lot about flexibility and adaptability Dude. in that in those couple of years, I'm sure, like from going to oh be like a, a homebody only child and all everything that comes along with being an only child to one of fifty five hundred people <laughs> on this boat going around the world. Like what it's a transformation, dude. Kind of weird when you think I haven't looked back on it in a while. So this is the first time kind of reminiscing about how mm-hmm. different things were for me when I first joined, because I like. I'll went bet. from Vermont to Chicago. With Chicago, I went in the winter, so it was kind of home for me because it was so cold. And yeah. then I, straight from Chicago, flew out to Seattle, flew, flew from Seattle to Tokyo, and then Tokyo to Singapore <laughs> oh, to meet my God. Because my ship was halfway through a deployment, and they're like, here's your orders. You're going on deployment now. Like, wow. You know, like, all right. And then there I was in the South China Sea off the coast of Taiwan. Sweating How are you flying, off. by the way? How are like, are you under like commercial flights or are you on like a – okay. So you're – you're, you're not coach. like okay yeah <laughs> i'm like back thinking about i don't even know what the big the big planes are called the the giant like thing like doors hanging i have open. done uh a cod flight though which is a a little ship or a little uh plane that they can launch off the flight deck so i've been launched off a flight deck before which is a horrifying experience I'll like bet. i i did you not feel like everything it yeah because you're sitting there and you're gearing up and the guy's at the front and he's like stand by yeah. We're about to launch. Hold on. And we all sit back and then it's just from zero to who knows how fast. Flying. <laughs> Boom. And you just get slammed back in your seat. It's like any sports car you've been in and the, mm-hmm. the driver is Florida. Doesn't compare. Not, does not compare. Like oh, it felt awesome. like my soul leaving my body. I was terrified. <laughs> and then all of a sudden just weightlessness and you're up in the air and you bank hard. And it was it was crazy. Did you ever want to be a pilot at all? Like, you know, there's a love for space there, like nothing for nothing for the pilots. No, no, it's I don't know. I just didn't have any interest in it. And their schooling is so. Yeah. 
they got to go through so much. And I'm like, I am not smart enough to learn all those buttons and what they do. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. I don't think I could do that now. Yeah. They were cool. I love pilots, though. They're the coolest people in the Navy. I can tell they, you. Like, and they're the ones, guess what? They're the ones who get to test out new space uh, yeah. space vehicles and everything. And they, they're the ones who drive the ship, man. <laughs> when nuts. I tell you, they don't care about anything once they're on the ground. They are chilling. You know, they're yeah. not wearing uniforms. They're walking around with a beard. Like, and yeah. everyone's looking at them like, what are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> you guys even in the military? Different they don't breed, care. man. They're wearing shades indoors. They don't care. They're playing cards and stuff. They're playing volleyball with their shirts yeah, off. With and their shirts slap- off and <laughs> That actually happened once. They actually were in the hangar bay when we had no planes on, and there was some on the ship, and they were playing volleyball. It was oh funny. They were gosh. in flesh. They weren't sure. Yeah, but it was, that's it was the best. Oh, my gosh, man. Where would you talk to me about? I want to talk about space for a second, if that's OK. Absolutely. Where like to me, maybe I'll start here. I'm frustrated by how enormous space is and that we're like just unable to go. Like, what do you mean? How have we not figured this out yet? How do we not like go to another star system? For God's sakes, you know, takes too long. I I watch every space launch that happens around the world. I have like a space launch tracker and I watch it all and everything Elon Musk is doing with Mm -hmm. SpaceX. I am following like my eyes are glued to it because he wants to get us to Mars. And I am so excited that like this is going to be our moon landing. Yes. You know, for our generation is when we step foot on Mars. And I like I'm just even talking about it. I'm getting excited thinking about it. Like I can't wait for that night sitting, watching the TV, watching some astronauts step on Mars. Like that's it, man. I'm Mm -hmm. ready to go. I'm ready to see us colonize. I'm ready to see in my lifetime, us go to a different star system. I just want it so bad. It's, it's interesting to see. I'm the type of person who like, I get really worked up over like, we now have like two pictures of black holes. Like, how the hell is that possible? How do you we take a took, picture of that? You took a picture of the thing that's swallowing light? Like, what the hell does that you even mean? You took a picture of the, the literal meaning of nothing. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, dude. Like, I just don't. Like, well, how did you even know where it, where it was? Yeah. Like, the like the navigation through space is wild These to me. These guys can literally calculate gravity with telescopes. <laughs> how do you calculate gravity by looking at something? I don't get that. I know. Like you Dude. see this this one star <laughs> off in the distance is warped. We know the distance of that star. We know how it's kind of turned. So we're going to I'm like you guys are too much. Like I <laughs> it's so It cool. is too much. It's this this notion of and I'm going to get the planets mixed up here. I think I think um Oh, I don't even remember which one it was, but I think it was like Neptune that was discovered because like Uranus was like doing a wobble or something, or maybe it was the other <laughs> way around. Like they they knew like one that, of the yeah. planets was there. They'd already discovered it. And they're like, oh, it's moving kind of funny. There's probably another planet around it. Yeah, and then that's how they found one... maybe I think it might have been Pluto, actually. Yeah, they see this one tiny little detail through their telescope yeah. and they're like, oh, that's a that's a I know it's not that simple, but like, totally. they figure out that it's like a planet. And you're like, how how do you know? <laughs> I know I am totally fascinated by this stuff. And it's just like like even like launching things up into the sky, you wait nine months and then it's like on Mars somehow. Like, I don't know how to like get around the city without GPS, dude. Like, I know <laughs> these guys are just like. Put it up in the sky. We'll figure it out. I don't know, it's man. Nuts. How the heck? Yeah. One of my biggest dreams is to go to the Hayden Planetarium in New York City. That's the Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. spot. And I've seen videos of it when he opened it. And I've seen like, you know, uh, virtual walkthroughs of it and stuff. I'm like, God, I got to go there. Oh, I got to go I'm there for a Yankees game and, and, you know, go to the Hayden Planetarium after the Yankees games. <laughs> it's going to be Do you great. ever go to do you ever do you ever go to New York um, at all these days? Uh, get no, back to the east coast too no. far away uh, yeah i've been yeah. there twice but that was when i was still living in vermont 
Uh, I went for my 17th birthday to go see a Yankees game, and then my dad took me in nice. 2008 before Yankee Stadium got torn down, the original yeah. Yankee Stadium. And yeah, so I went to a, times been. I went to a, a Yankees and Red Sox actually in the new in the new stadium. Yeah. Um, I've been to New York a bunch of times. And I'm so glad you brought up the the, the Hayden um, Plantarium. Like I, I I've been to New York a lot actually. And I yeah. don't know why I haven't gone there. Like, what the heck have I been I thinking, man? Like, what the heck? And I was interested I in space. I like, go. when I was mm-hmm. 17, I know I loved it. And I watched Neil deGrasse Tyson. It just never slipped my mind because all I was thinking of is, like, the touristy stuff. Oh, I want to go see a statue. I, like, I want to go grab all my space books down here. Like, all these things where I actually have books down. I have toys yeah. behind me. But book, books down there are Death by Black Holes, the first one. Actually, Unstoppable Black is Holes. Bill Nye. Yep. Death by Black Holes. Then there's um, one, Chris Hadfield, actually. I don't know if he's... Um, I don't know if this guy is as known in the U.S., but he's a he's a Canadian astronaut who spent a lot of time on the um, on the uh, International Space Station. He's like kind of kind of Canadian royalty. And I got to yeah. read this book. I've had this for a long time because he's such a he's such an inspirational kind of guy. An astronaut's guide to life is this book. So I'm like, yeah, I'm totally into this stuff, dude. There's a book that Neil deGrasse Tyson, I forget the exact title. It's like Letters to an Astrophysicist or something like that. Oh, yeah. I've got one on my um Let's see. I've got I've got another one on my on my Kindle actually. Um Yeah. What the heck was that one? Physics for those in a hurry. That's one of his other. Mm, it was that, it was something like that one. It wasn't that one, but it was something. It was something like I'll, I'll grab it in a second here. But I'm yeah. like, this is I don't know. Like, what else is there, man? Like, yeah, there's it's so just much space. To discover. There's so I know. much to discover. And then like this semester, I've been take I took a philosophy class too. So like I've been doing a lot of like thinking about the universe in the last five weeks. Have <laughs> you really? Like, yeah, it's been nuts. I've been reading Aristotle. I've been reading you know different space nice. books and stuff like that, and I'm just like getting so immersed into it because like it's just unlocked this like interest in my head. Learning some of this stuff, I'm like, there's mm-hmm. so much out there that we don't know, and I just want to know it, but I'm not going to because nobody knows. <laughs> it was the Cosmic Queries book. How did I, how could I forget? Cosmic it's such queries. a classic. Yeah. Uh, part of their podcast that they do yep but star talk do you listen to star talk too? listen to star talk all the time man Absolutely. it's my it's, this is probably one of my longest running and it's funny how it even came up for me and, and maybe this is about like just how people even discover podcasts in general like i don't typically click on every link that goes like here's the top five podcasts you need to be listening to like right those those things show up in our feeds like all the time on twitter and whatnot but for whatever yeah. reason i'm like okay like what are the top whatever it was and this is early in and maybe i was just looking to i was just in the right place right time and the number one at that time was star talk radio so like it's there yeah. it's been in my feeds like the whole time i'm a huge fan i love neil degrasse tyson i get frustrated a little bit with like the internet hate on elon because i love SpaceX. i think that is yeah. totally fascinating i just think that he's an interesting dude but he's a little he's a little weird i'll give people yeah, that but like it's just two sides to elon there's the sure. one side that you're like no, i don't, don't need to deal he's like the business side like you know the politics side i don't want to listen to that i want to listen to the spacex side the boring company side like, i want to listen to that. the guy who just gets shit done like that's kind of yeah. like where i'm at like i kind of for better or for worse i kind of ignore all the rest of the noise dude's got like nine kids or something and like all this <laughs> yeah. weird stuff i'm frustrated on the internet today as um he's announcing that he's not buying twitter anymore and everybody who was making fun of him for trying to buy twitter is now making fun of him for not buying twitter yeah, it's just like it, it's I, fun I, to hate it's fun to hate the guy at the top because he is the richest man in the world and i get that mm-hmm. you know yeah. i get i get people cannot like that but like this guy is almost single-handedly forcing us into the future with yeah. with his projects. I mean, he started SpaceX, what, back in 2002 with 
the vision of one day yeah. putting people on Mars. And he has worked for the last two decades to make that a reality. You got to I mean, respect no, the hustle. NASA wasn't doing this. China's mm-hmm. not doing this. India's not doing this. All the European space program, Japan, all these big countries that have space programs. None of them are talking about this. Yeah. Elon Musk is talking about it. Like, this is cool. We should respect that and appreciate it. It's awesome. I, I get chills when the when the rockets come back down and they land on a platform that's, in the middle of the... Like, that's ridiculous. How like, are you doing that? <laughs> That's not even like, a concept that I thought of outside of fiction. Like, I didn't Most think people, that was a possibility. <laughs> Most people can't parallel park, dude, let alone <laughs> land a thing in space, <laughs> like fly it up into the sky, have it turn yeah. around, like whoop, yeah. and then, yeah, like just, it's incredible. I'm, that's a payload, I, I'm going back to Earth. <laughs> one of my favorite things about those launches and everything is not, I mean, the science itself is really interesting and, and very cool. The fact that they're able to do that, the human ingenuity, I'm very inspired by. Oh, but the yeah. People who are so geeking out about it, like live watching it, like as if they're they're cheering on like a sporting event. Live streams and stuff where they do live reacts to it, like we do video game showcases. Exactly. Like the the noise that people make at like SpaceX launches and the landings of these things is so similar to like when Captain America picks up the Thor's hammer. Like it's basically (laughs) the same excitement. Like, how is this possible? Like that's not supposed to happen. I remember when they landed the first um rocket stage successfully and i oh, remember man. hearing that crowd roar and i was like mm-hmm. i was amped up i'm like this is one of the coolest things i just witnessed history like it's something totally i'll never forget seeing that rocket come because they had done so many tests before and it just boom it flops yep. on the ground explodes mm-hmm. you're expecting it to explode like at least i'll get a cool explosion out of this but no it just sticks the landing and you're like oh my god they did it they did insane, it insane <laughs> man absolutely insane like i just i Maybe for like, I I think maybe I'm on I'm too far over to the side of maybe I'm not entirely sure. But like, I think if somebody has the courage to like have an idea and go for it and like go Mm. in a way that most people think that they're insane, like I I kind of respect the willingness to go into a little bit of insanity to do the thing, whether like obsessing about it from a workload standpoint or just like defying the odds or whatever it is. I'm like, God, we could use a couple more people like that who are just willing to go into the unknown because yeah. we're all so comfortable. And where we, we end be. up is just making fun of people who are trying to do something crazy and no, never and, done and before. I hate that, man. I remember, uh, you know, I, I like I said, I watch a lot of Neil deGrasse Tyson and he makes a lot of points about how like we were so adventurous back mm-hmm. in the in the 20th century. Obviously, we had our issues. Right. But like we were doing everything we could to push science forward. And nowadays it just seems like we're kind of ignoring it. So many people aren't interested in it or don't care about it. And funding's not there for it. And it's, it's really sad, but Mm -hmm. like, then you see these glimmers of hope and people trying to shit on it, but they're like, no, we're just going to keep going. And and it's really inspirational to see. And I, you know, I, I can't wait for what the future holds for this, for this, you know, frontier that we're going into. It's kind of like game development in a way because it does seem like it's limited to only a certain few magicians out there and wizards who yeah. can actually <laughs> know how to like how does this work? How do you even do this? I don't understand it, but like thank goodness. This? Yes, like you're sitting at a computer screen with nothing but maybe an idea and some knowledge about coding and whatnot and, and then, then all of a sudden there's like, 2018 happens exactly. and you're like how how did you do that? <laughs> it, it, and and not only like the skill set, but the like go like pushing through the absolute garbage out there mm-hmm. from people. It's like, can you just let them work? The job yeah. is hard enough. You know what I mean? Like some of the hardest jobs, there's another layer of difficulty, another like added degree of difficulty just because of 
other shit that, that people have to put up with. I, I just, I, I, if any developers are listening, just don't go on social media. I There's know. There's no point. It's just toxic because, you know, at least, at least games journalists and like most podcasters are really supportive of game developers and we really appreciate what they do. But when yeah. you go on there and you see like a delay announcement or something and just how, to- I mean, look at what happened to the God of War team. Dude, the delay like of an they, announcement, not yeah, even the delay they, announcement. Exactly. It's the delay of a like, le- like just stop, dude. I am it's, it's so really done with toxic. that crap. And it's yeah. like if I was in that situation, I would just bubble myself off Same. In the world and be like, I'm going to get to work and I'm going to make this awesome thing and it's going to be mm-hmm. great. And I'm going to attach my name to it. The guy from Curse of Monkey Island or whatever the new one is called is basically oh, yeah. doing that. And I think more and more people are are doing this sort of thing, man. But, oh, dude, this is – I could talk about – like, now I kind of want to like do like a space book club kind of thing. I just got to get through this book. That would be sick. I got I to do that, man. I love space. You do a space podcast. <laughs> were you disappointed? <laughs> that's, dude, we're, well, we're both part of, I guess, kind of growing uh, networks, if that's what you might even call it. Like, you guys just yeah. did like a pretty – pretty good glow up over there um talk to me about a thing or two about that (laughs) well it's funny because i was talking to kevin he did uh he guessed it on the rpg cave with ryan earlier this week and i jumped into the into the secret discord voice chat to go i wanted to say hi so it was a few days i i had known a couple things were i didn't know the 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 scope of everything that you guys were working on but i knew i knew a few things were happening so i was talking to him about it and it was funny because a lot of the um the lead up to it sounded very similar to our lead up towards launching carpool gaming from, from Yumi Capri, like the, the pages of plans and the, and the discord chats with the groups and And you're like, Oh my God, we're never going to get this together. This is never going to (laughs) happen. And all of a sudden it just happens. And you're like, Oh, (laughs) cool. Yeah, (laughs) man. Those things come together and how much you rely on other people to do their parts and stuff like that. And we have just such an incredible team over there. We brought on a bunch of new talent and they're, all of them are master classes and, and we just have some really great talent over there and they just they took the ball and ran with it. And it was yeah. absolutely I almost have like imposter syndrome because I didn't do any of like the big background work. I just kind of threw out ideas and stuff like that and was part of the meetings and everything. But I wasn't doing like, you know, graphics. I wasn't doing logos. I wasn't making the website. And I'm like, I'm just kind of sitting there like, oh, my God, how are you guys doing this? This is awesome. You guys, there is something to be said about group projects, though, where people like (laughs) that might not seem like you're doing a lot, but I would say um, at least you're not getting in the way, you know, or or tearing ideas down. Like there's definitely (laughs) something to be said about the people who just like, well, actually, maybe we should do it this way. It's like, what? Just no. Just be constructive like, when you're be in a constructive. meeting. Be you constructive. Know? Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, I think we've all maybe been part of group projects in school and things like that. And they don't always they don't always go very well. And Not always chemistry little, with the team. But I can tell you with, with our new podcasting network, we all have really good chemistry. I mean, I was I was worried because I'm like so many new people. We don't know how we all mesh together. But I, I mean, we got along like that, like instantaneously. It felt well, like. talk to me about that, because that seems to be maybe a bit of the history as well. Like, you know, we're talking about what's new right now. But like, how did you and Kevin come to come to the mix with Project X Talk? And how has it kind of grown from there? Well, from what I can gather, it was Amon had the idea to start this. And then yep. he found Kevin, Tom and Garrett. Uh, and then they started the whole Project X Talk thing. And uh, then I came along because Tom was doing like a a new job and stuff like that. And he wasn't going to be available all the time. So I I was was scrolling on the kind of funny Reddit 
of all mm, places just mm-hmm. looking around because i was getting into the kind of funny community and i just saw this post like hey we're looking for somebody for a podcast i'm like i love it i'll throw yeah my, I, I at first i was like i don't know if i want to do this i had social anxiety i was like i don't i don't know if i should do this i don't know these people i'm scared i, I don't know if i got the chops for it but like yeah. my wife was my wife's the one that pushed me to make the post and she's like yes! just do it the worst yes. they can say is no, just freaking yes. do it. And I'm like, okay, fine. You click the button. <laughs> so she clicked the button for me to send the message. Did you really? She did. And and so I was like, I put my phone down I'm like, all right, if they come back to me, they come back to me. And then Kevin messaged me on, I think it was Reddit at first. And then he added me on Discord and we did an interview and then I joined. And that's pretty much how we found everyone else that just joined yeah. us is through Reddit, Reddit posts. And we just, I think uh, Aman knew one of them already, but everyone else, it's just like, came out of the woodworks like hey I, i'm willing to do a podcast with you guys and it's, it's been really cool do you know what it means to like put an ad in the classifieds like i'm trying to figure out like yeah. at what point yeah like like yeah. at what point does that not mean something to to somebody because yeah newspapers like most people have no idea but that's basically what you guys did you throw basically. an ad in the classifieds like here in um in canada there's a lot of that kind of thing for like looking for a goalie for our hockey team like goalies come <laughs> at a premium you know because I mean? yeah. it's like the equipment like you know exactly, so you take yeah. whoever you can get at that point but it's a it's a it's a it's a really kind of charming way for people to come together that like we're looking for somebody who's interested and yeah it kind of takes a little bit of courage to like am i the right fit and all this other Mm -hmm. stuff and it's um serendipitous man that you've you were in the right place at the right time to find the ad and then to have this this little push this little nudge little gravity assist from your wife which i'm cheering (laughs) for because it was a very similar um situation to me and and even to this day even still with my wife now like and with all of this stuff like anytime that i'm uh in a tough spot she's always going like well you've been here before like keep going with it she's the one who pushed me to get into it to to begin with and very very similar she didn't necessarily hit buttons for me but she definitely was like what could go wrong you know give it a shot this is what you want to do and that kind of encouragement man goes it's not like it it's not like it drained her of energy or anything. It didn't cost her right. anything, but it, it helped me so, so much. So I'm I'm cheering at the notion that your wife did the same thing for you. It's insane how much that just little nudge does for somebody. Like, yep. you know, she can tell when I'm in a rut and I'm like, God, like for anything, really. Mm-hmm. And she'll just give me that little nudge or say that little thing. And all of a sudden I'm like, snap back to reality. Yeah. Like, all right, I can I can take care of it. I can get it done. We'll We'll do this. Somebody's got to tell me. I'm actually just realizing this right now. Um, You know, so many of our our wives and partners are able to help us in such a monstrous and and immeasurable way with such like um, such a passing suggestion. Like, go for it. And it's like, that changes my life. Like, holy crap. I I need like a tip out there. Like, what, what, like, how am I supposed to do something like that? Like, I got to, I got to. We gotta pay her, pay her back, or pay it forward in, in some way. I, I pay it forward to everybody else, but like not back to her. Like I'm not not entirely sure about you know, how funny. to tackle I, that. I kind of do it with my wife because she's a perfectionist. Like she yeah. thinks everything needs to be exactly perfect, and mm-hmm. and I always tell her like you're gonna be fine. You're gonna get yeah. it done. And and it's that same thing. Like she'll write. She's in college too right now, so she's writing papers, doing presentations, and she's like, it's awful. It doesn't look good. And she has like this five page history report in front of her. Yeah, and I look amazing. through it, and I'm like. You're going to get an A on it. What are you worried about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you think? And I'm like, yeah, you're going to get an A. Just submit it. Just click the button. You're good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and nice. And then man. she ends up getting an A and she's like, okay, you were right. <laughs> 
So would you remember your first podcast experience? Like had you, you had done Let's Plays by that point or were I can't remember how what started. It what, was were mostly, you doing YouTube it was first? mostly yes plays. Yeah. Or yeah. Yes plays. Let's plays. Yeah. It was mostly let's plays on YouTube, stuff like that. So yeah. and nobody was watching. So it was like not sure. really a lot of interaction, maybe one or two people here and there every once in yeah. a while. But um, and then my first podcasting experience was actually two people I knew from the Navy. And uh, they were the two people that also did Let's Plays. They kind of had a coach. Oh, yeah. They were like mm-hmm. the Game Grumps style type stuff. And they like to do that. And yeah. They're like, we should just start a podcast. Let's, let's try it out. And it was it was it didn't have a theme. It was just kind of anything nerd culture that we wanted to talk about. It was kind of yeah. an excuse to get together on the weekends and drink some drink some whiskey and drink some beers and play video games together and and talk yeah. about video games and movies and stuff. And that's kind of how it started. And uh, that's kind of how I have kept feeling about podcasting you know it's just the time to get together with some people you like to talk to and and just shoot the shit and and get to know them better and and play games with them obviously now you know it's not in person where we're scattered around the world at least in my podcasting network and stuff like that so it's not as personable but i'm excited for one day to actually get together like at a e3 or a pax conference and actually get that's what i'm talking about man. and do a in-person podcast one day so i'm super stoked for that Extra Life, Rome, New York, man, I'm telling you, it's a five-hour train ride up from New York City. That's what I did last year. I've done it before. It's wonderful if you need uh, early November, first weekend in November. Uh, It's like the fourth or fifth or something like that. Oh, no. I'm not going to be back in Vermont until December. December 10th is when I leave Texas. So special I'm trip. I'm just planting the seed. I'm just planting. You don't need to. I'm not looking for a commitment at the moment, but, you know, it's a. It's a, it's a fun time to hang out in New York and then, yeah. I know Kevin, Taylor, and Tom are all in New York. That's, so yeah. they can, and they're, I think that's, Kevin's going. I'm pretty sure we've got him locked in, dude. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because I think he's actually pretty close to Rome. It's just a drive away, a day's drive. Mm-hmm. Not a whole day, mm-hmm. but like a day drive. So it's yeah. special, man. Once I'm in Vermont, I'm going to be traveling all around. We're going to go to Boston for PAX East. We've already been talking about it. You know, Amon wants to get us all out to L.A. for E3 next year because they they just announced that. I'm like, I don't know if I have the money to get a flight out to L.A., but we'll see. I definitely mm-hmm. want to do it, but we're, 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 we're planning on doing all those cool travels and stuff like that. Definitely. This is me giving you that little nudge of like, th- these are experiences that are, that are memorable forever, man. Like you get into podcasting like this and it's cool and it's very, it's, it's awesome. It's not every, it's something that not everybody gets to do, but like meeting yeah. people in in person. Oh my gosh. It's, it's the best. And that's the other cool thing about starting with these guys is like, yeah, I met them and I've made friends with them, but I'm also meeting like, you i'm meeting mr Badbit and kyle over on you know the trophy room i'm meeting king david from iron lords i mean all yeah, these man. different people from around the community and getting to know them and talking to them and you know there's a whole nother list of names that i didn't say but i mm-hmm. there's too many of them to list off yep. i've met so many cool people and it's just been an absolute joy to be able to become a part of it it's been crazy king is such a is such a like larger than life, like obviously like his physical size, but like his personality and everything is amazing. Um, I actually, oddly enough, I met him by accident in 2019 really? at E3 before I even knew about this was year and a half, at least before I knew what the Iron Lords was. Yeah. Um, but him and I, we bumped into each other. I was there with Luke Lore, who is now from the um, Xbox expansion pass. Of course, we were there with the Xbox drive at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think we were playing Battletoads um, nice. and we bumped into this 
ginormous, just a just a beast of a man. Like he's just yeah. huge. And, you know, like I said, like that's the obvious part about him. But as we were talking and he's capturing um, pictures and he's talking about his about his website and bringing things back and creating content. Yep. And I remember being like struck by this work ethic, this ambition about it, and also being struck by how many more of us are there out there in this world? Yeah. You know, because we have our little circles. We have like our people who we talk to on a daily basis. But then you yep. like look just outside of that. And go, it's kind of like space in and of itself. Like we know about our solar system, mm-hmm. but then there's a whole other like cluster and all these things. It's wild and, how many different like podcasting groups and content creators are out there. I, I feel like I'm discovering new ones every day and they're all yeah. relatively big and stuff and have audiences like everyone's getting success. It feels like everyone's having a mm-hmm. good time with this and it's crazy. And like you, you were just saying, Luke Lore, I'm really sad because I missed him yesterday because he was <laughs> I, on the show. He was on the he was on X Talk and uh, I missed it because I was in theaters watching Thor. And it's funny because oh. once the tickets became available, I wasn't thinking about anything but buying tickets. Sure. Like, yeah. I had completely forgotten about the podcast at that point. I just bought <laughs> tickets for 3.30. And then like it was Wednesday and like Kevin was like, yeah, Luke Lord's coming on tomorrow. You're going to be on. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go see Thor and I don't get to meet Luke. This sucks. Uh. <laughs> so I have yet to meet him on podcasting but one day i'll be able to meet him <laughs> oh man yeah there's there's lots and everybody is so like generous with their time and, and encouraging everything it, it always strikes me whenever i was in i was oddly enough i was in a best buy last weekend picking up something for my mother-in-law and i was yep. kind of like i haven't been in a best buy in forever dude yeah, I, haven't, I haven't like either. walked in a store like in forever so i'm just kind of like i was just taking a moment I'm, i I could just walk up to the to the front desk and pick up what i'm there to get but i, yeah. I decided just like walk through just for old time's sake because i used to work at uh it was called future shop here before best buy completely took over and um you just walk through and kind of just remember old times and i and (laughs) something that wasn't there when i worked at future shop was a section for equipment and it was called content creators like it was you go to the wi-fi section you go to like keyboards and then there's content creation and it was microphones and it was like webcams and lighting and soundproofing and stuff and i'm like that is so bizarre that I've never of, seen that. Well, and, and like, of like, none of us go to stores anymore. So, like, yeah. why would we really see it? But Makes like, you want to go we, to a Best Buy and check. <laughs> but but we see it on like the stores that we the digital spaces that we right. that we buy yeah. from now. Anyways, like we're all talking from a Elgato microphone now. Like the fact that yeah. there's a product like this kind of tells us that there's millions of us out there you know like they don't make products for entire business a couple hundred people selling microphones to people that just want to post content on the internet it's totally i mean could you think even like 15 years ago like people would have like studio quality microphone i'm not saying this is a studio quality microphone i think it's pretty close dude it it's sounds really great. good yeah mm-hmm. this is out of the box probably one i think of the this best is mics you can get for your money for dollar for dollar yeah study. yeah but mm-hmm. like there's people with studio quality sound boards now in their you know, know. bedrooms with stuff <laughs> you're like this is crazy how things I are know. going everybody has a platform it's actually really fun to see people yeah. grow and, and like do different stuff so good, man. Well, before we um, before we close things out, I'm stoked about what you guys are doing over there. You you now yeah. you, you do more than one show now, though. Like you're yeah. Are you on the I Hate My Friends podcast as well? <laughs> I wasn't on the first one, but I will be on this next one. Can, can you tell me about the show? The name of this podcast is <laughs> top top five best names for a podcast. So we were we were thinking about different shows, and we had already come up with No Limits or PlayStation One and Frame by Frame, the film and TV one, and we're like, mm-hmm. why don't we just have like a general podcast? podcast where we just shoot the shit and and talk to people kind of like uh one of the things i said is like we should have 
the first few shows talk about the hosts and like we grill them and t- ask them questions. And that was kind of inspired by this show with the gamer cast. Cause I'm like, this is something that's really entertaining to me. I think it would be fun to do that with our crew, you know, just that's for the cool, few, first few shows and stuff like that. So we're going to do that for the first few things. And then we're just going to go off into who knows what, I mean, it's going to be anything and everything, whatever we feel like talking about. And, you know, it's funny when we were thinking of the name, uh, we're like, what would be a good name for this? And we, we couldn't figure it out. And we're like, well, I mean, we always bicker like old couples on Discord all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, let's just do I hate my friends. It's so <laughs> I good. Forget who, I forget who <laughs> came up with it. I can't remember who came up with the idea. I feel bad for not remembering. I got to go back into Discord. But whoever yeah. made that name, genius. Absolutely. Just genius. busting so, balls, uh, man. That Well, that's what I'm going to start a podcast called Busting Balls. I think that's that is hilarious. That's a good one, man. too. That's a good yeah. one, too. I like that. I love the artwork, man. The uh, especially, I mean, the one that I like. Everything is new. Is everything new? Project X Talk is the only thing that everything carried over from before. New. Well, yeah. yeah, Project X Talks. The show is the same, but like yep. the logo is different. The logo that's that's all Amon and that's all Tom for the graphics and stuff like that. They absolutely went above and beyond, honestly. And then we we actually did. Um, I forget. I don't know. We didn't. I guess it's not hire somebody. It's kind of the gig thing. We 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 paid somebody to make our intros, make some original intros and stuff like that. I forget their name. I feel bad again. But <laughs> but yeah, we Tom and Amon went crazy on making logos and intros and stuff like that. They're they're really talented on that. It's so good. It, it's it, especially on the on the Xbox side. Obviously, the one that like kind of got a bit of a glow up. Like it just mm-hmm. it looks like an xbox show now like before yeah. it would like it had x talk obviously and like it, it was definitely serviceable it never looked like uh something that most people cobble together for their very first logo uh, right. but but this screams like i can just i look at that logo i'm like that's going to be in the top 10 spotify podcast for xbox like i just i don't know it just it just pops out to me so i'm stoked to see where you guys are going i'm really proud to see everything that you guys are just exploding out into and that you're just going for it man that is what it's about you're you're like what it like let's just see what happens i I, there's something that changes after a year or so of podcasting and you adopt this sort of like who cares like let's just see what happens it seems much more to your point adventurous versus You've never done a podcast and you go like, who cares? Let's just see what happens. Usually that kind of ends up kind of like who cares. But for some reason, after a certain point and you just go, we've done a certain set of things. Let's just see what else we're what else can happen. There's magic in that space. And I'm not sure what the exact line is that differentiates the like, who cares? Just a bunch of us going to record something (laughs) and it comes out and the quality isn't really there to. I don't know. Maybe it's the group that you guys have. Maybe there's something there that everybody's just wanting it to be good and you'll you'll discover what happens out of it i feel like we have a pretty good chemistry between us and and like i will say kevin is a great host he he's been a great host for project x talk i mean he keeps the show tight he keeps it he keeps it going on the right track and stuff like that and now we have amon and taylor who are stepping up to host shows i mean they've been doing an absolute killer job too you know so it's it's just a, a whole group effort you know all of us are just you know, really working hard for this because it's just fun to us. This is just fun to us. So we're, we're just getting together, shooting the shit and people seem to like it. So we're like, why not we do more? Why, why don't we just do more? Let's I love it. it. <laughs> Before we close out, man, I want everybody to yep. make sure that they check out all that stuff and I'll give you a chance to, to plug exactly where to go at the end. And okay. obviously links are, and I always put the links in the show notes for this kind of thing. But I wanted to ask, I don't get to ask this. I, I got to start asking this question more on the show. Yep. Uh, I was going to start with it, but we kind of got uh, launched right out into into international waters um <laughs> what are you playing what are you playing right now man like oh, what do you <laughs> game pass just dropped three new yakuza's not new but like new to me yeah oh. so, uh, 
I actually was never into Yakuza until Lost Judgment came out. And I yep. picked that and I was like, this game is so cool. So I went and yep. I played Yakuza like a dragon on Game Pass. And then I and now Yakuza Zero is out on Game Pass. And I heard that's one of the best ones. So I'm, I'm going to play that. I'm playing through Kiwami right now. Uh, nice. So I, it's been a Yakuza week for me. Just enjoying Look at that. this. And that. It's so funny because I was just slamming this this month's drop of Game Pass games on the Xbox drive earlier this week. I'm just like, who cares? And then like, yeah, three days later here, I'm talking to you like, all right, well, glad it's there for somebody. Yeah, when they dropped Far Cry 5, I thought about I had nothing to play. I was like, I don't know what to play. I just played through Dragon Age 2. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what to play right now. I don't want to play Dude, another Wolf Man. Sky, I'm like, we just became best friends. <laughs> Dragon Age 2 gets some love on the show out of Dragon nowhere. Dragon Age 2 is sick. All right. It was so fun. <laughs> and I actually liked it better than Origins. I don't know why wow. people. I did. And I, I don't know why. Don't ask me. I just I felt better. I love Bioware. I'm a Bioware super fan. I think they're mm-hmm, the best same. developer ever. So, uh, you know, anything they, they could put out dog shit and I'd probably play. <laughs> and, did you play Mass Effect Andromeda? To, did you, I, I never got past the first few hours of that game. I played probably 75% of it. Did I'd you? Say. Yeah. But then another game. I forget what other game came along, but I dropped it. And I just haven't picked it up again, but. I think I know the answer given the what you just said, but like, am I missing something by completely ignoring it? Should I have pushed through the first few awkward hours? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's in its own right, it's fun. I mean, it's a space adventure and you're running yeah. around shooting stuff and, you know, there's a cool story and it still has that Bioware charm where you're talking to people and doing dialogue trees and stuff like that, but if you were to compare it to the first three mass effects, like there's no comparison, but I mean, on itself, if you just try and detach yourself from the shepherd arc, <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's fun in its own, right? It, you, you can get something out of it. What is it about? Let me go back to dragon age two. What, why, yeah. why do you prefer that one over, over origins? Like I, I have some strong feelings about this. Not that I even disliked two, but like origins is just, I don't know. It's special to me. Which one did you play first? Kind of. I played Origins first. You did? Okay. I played okay. Origins probably last year. I had never played Dragon Age until last year. And so I just started Gameplay wise, it's it. easier though. I feel like, it's like to play Dragon combat, Age 2 is... Mm-hmm. I, I like the combat better in Dragon Age 2. And I felt that it was... What's the word for it? Less cluttered, I guess. I felt like there was... It, it's not necessarily a good thing that there were less quests and less stuff to do. But it felt like you were more kind of on a set path and, and, you know, you could take the time to explore the area you were in and then move on. I liked the act one, act two, act three and stuff like that. Yeah. Dragon age two. It it just felt like a cleaner experience, I guess, less janky, which I understand because it's a newer game. Right. But it uh, felt built um, for consoles is kind of the way that I would maybe describe it. Like it wasn't like converted from a computer game. Yeah. Dragon age origins really felt like an MMO that I'd be playing in like 2003 or something like that, like a, like a brand new wow or something like that. Totally. Dragon age two felt like an actual, like this is a 360 release. You know what I mean? I love it. I'm I'm excited to play inquisitions one day. I'll jump on. You haven't played inquisition yet. Oh my gosh, man. Get into it. Dragon age. So (gasps) I started last year with origins this year. I played two. And once I, you know, get far removed from it i'm doing the same thing with wolfenstein too i never played those until last year so i'm slowly wow working through all the wolfensteins i'm working through all the dragon ages to get myself caught up and so suddenly will probably be coming later this year these are the consequences of you signing your life away for five and a half That's years what i or tell so. people is like any game that came out between 2015 and 2020 don't talk to me about it i mm-hmm. haven't played it so I'm yeah really inquisition was 2014 of- i think 
something like that. And then like my end senior of it, year of yeah. high school, I was more concerned with partying and stuff like that. I for sure, really for concerned. sure. Yeah, like, that's a factor. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, I, there's so many games I got to get caught up in, and that's why I appreciate Game Pass so much because, like, yeah. I can just go to this library. I'm like, oh, all the Wolfensteins are here that all came out within that time period. Cool. I'm going to play all these. So I've been games are hard, man. I'm not going to lie. Those games are, are pretty tough. Yeah, I just played through Wolfenstein 2 last month. And mm-hmm. I, I started on one of the hard, not the hardest, but the one below the hardest. I forget what it was called. But it's yeah, so I, tough. The, the, the first giant robot thing that makes that bar noise mm-hmm. <laughs> scared the crap out of me, by the way. <laughs> That's a terrifying thing. Uh, yeah. it, I couldn't get past it. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to lower the difficulty a bit. <laughs> I love it, man. Oh, my gosh. Now I just want to play some damn video games. I love it. I know, um, right? Ethan. Can I say, do you, yeah. do you share your last name? I always see you as Ethan on oh, yeah, podcasts and stuff. I don't have any okay. reason. I just I okay. think it's easier for people. I never know what to, to scream at the start of these shows for when I when I introduce everybody. So <laughs> at, least I've got, at least I've got that down. Do yeah. you want to tell everybody where they can find you on the internet and explain what your Twitter handle is all about, my friend? Oh, yeah. You can find me at White Cedar one on Twitter and Gravy3448 on Xbox. White Cedar, for, for those that don't know, that started because my wife calls me her polar bear because I'm a fat white guy. <laughs> and I'm really pale. <laughs> and so she calls me her polar bear. And so I was thinking of like a kind of a thing that went along with polar bear. And I'm like, what's a cool name for a polar bear? So I started looking up ancient languages and something like that. And the ancient Viking translation for polar bear is white sea deer. That's cool. And so I'm okay. like, I'll run with it. That sounds pretty cool to me. So that's why I like I that you had the number, it. like as if somebody else took it first. Somebody did. Damn I, it. I don't know who it was. It wouldn't let me take white cedar. So I just put white cedar was taken. Yeah. Shoot, man. Uh, that is it, that. What a, what a journey you just took me on in that quick story. <laughs> like it's just yeah. this very sweet, like kind of cuddly kind of thing. And then it's yeah. Reasons. <laughs> An and then Vikings Viking are text. in it. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to recap that. Very cool, man. <laughs> Project X talk. I hate my friends. What anything else you want to drive people to? Um, frame by frame is our film TV podcast and no limits is our new PlayStation podcast. You can find it all on our save the game media hub on YouTube. And then you can follow us on Twitter at save game media because save the game media was too long. So we just did save game media. Love uh, it. But you can find all the info for our shows on there. We have a website um, that Aman just made and I forgot the URL, <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure I can send it to you so you can put it in the show notes for people. I would uh, love it. We have our own website that has all of our bios on it. We have some pretty funny bios, some funny pics on there of all of us so that you guys can get to know us a little better. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. We have a ton of content coming out like we have like five spoiler casts ready to go up for different shows and films we have four podcasts going up a week we have like patreon specific shows that we're doing for patreon subscribers now once we hit goals and stuff it's it's going to be very busy moving forward for us but it's going to be really really fun I am amazed by the work ethic and the ambition. I respect the hustle, man. I think that I think of you guys. I think of Nintendo pals definitely like popping up in my mind when it's just like people going for it. Wow, and I'm not going to like I kind of like, damn, man, like you guys are coming for us, dude. But I'm I'm encouraging you. Keep it up, man. It is so exciting to see um, you took me on a journey tonight and I really appreciate you carving out time. And I appreciate, I appreciate also planning on, this out man. months in advance, dude. So thanks yeah. for your patience. I knew I knew this was was a popular show so i'm like i gotta message him so i can <laughs> get, yeah, on, was, get a, get a I think it was may spot. or something that we're like yeah something let's line like this that. up so it was I right after you, you did the podcast with us on project x talk that we should keep you. doing this we should keep doing this man absolutely it'd be fun to be back on thank you for having me on man it's been a blast 
Sometimes <laughs> I just hit the record button uh, on the OBS to record the video side of this thing too. And sometimes I I do a little, I do something for, for producer Ryan who stitches this all together. So shout out to producer Ryan. But every now and then I give uh, I give Ryan a little, little nod. So hopefully you enjoyed that Ryan. It made myself giggle a little bit. I'm doing a stupid little dance to the, the music because I can hear it as I, as I record this part. I hear what you guys are hearing. So uh, for whatever that's worth, man, how was that? That was pretty dang good, Ethan, my friend. Holy crap. Thanks, sir. I, I actually thanked him for, for this. I said this to him directly, but I kind of want to express it to you guys as well. Like, guests like this just make this show so easy to do, man. Like, you just kind of, like, it, he's so open about the entire thing. And so many of these things that we talked about, I, I had no idea where we were going to go, especially with, like, strangers from the internet. Like, we don't have previous, like, a ton of previous conversation. We've, we've, um, have I been, I've been on the show with him on Project X Talk. Yes, that's how this whole thing happened. But that's that's it. Like, when we just talked for, for 90 minutes, we love space. Who doesn't love space? Holy crap. Starfield hype. It's all in there, man. That was a good time. Back at it, dude. Getting back on the horse. Could have been really discouraged by taking last week off, but no, sir. And, um, man, I actually should have... Who's who's on next week? Do we have, do we, do we have this lined up? I feel like I want to hype up who's on the show next week. This could be part of, like, my notes. Oh, look at that. Oh, you guys are in for a treat. I hope this happens. Mark Carabin, my good friend from the other side of Canada. Oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. You guys are going to want to stick around. Hit the like button on the on the video. Subscribe YouTube. Subscribe on, on podcast feeds. And again, let Ethan know at WhiteCDeer1. Let him know that you enjoyed him. If you did on the on the show, I think I think yeah, I think that was pretty good. Every time we end We The Gamer Cast, now, I'm, I'm putting in a clip of my good friend, Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru, the late, great Nintendo guru, passed away of COVID last year. And this is one of my favorite things that we do now. Really, this is the only show that it happens. Um, and thanks to my good friend, Josh Stapleton, we have a tremendous variety of clips to remember Bobby Pauls and my, and my friendship with him. I, I gotta say, I was gonna watch more videos of him earlier today and I found it a little bit tough, so, even now, even a year and a half later, just about, it's still tough. So enjoy this clip of me and Bobby. He's given me the gears about Animal Crossing and um, thank you guys for checking out the show. Bye-bye. Joel and Joel Brooks, and we're all just hanging out for a real long time. And um, Spoopy says to me, I can't believe that Sean's not playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> and I go, eventually, she's like, eventually he's going to play, right? And I'm like, Sean will never play this game. It's she's true. Like, she's like, why? And I was like, Sean is the most stubborn man <laughs> that you will ever meet in your life. Not the most. Yes, you are. I said, because <laughs> he said on a podcast that he would yeah. never play the game because of a specific reason. And he'll feel like such a hypocrite if he goes against that. And he also knows that I will break his stones if he does go against it. And that's the last thing he wants. So I said, he is not playing it. So she goes, I think he's playing it. He's just not telling anybody. You imagine. Could you imagine? How would I I do that, though? How would I, like, how would I fake? Like, every, so much of it is the social part of it, of, like, going to somebody else's (laughs) island and, like, getting their fruit or whatever. You just go to Chelsea's. You and Chelsea can play together. There's no way. 
There's um, no way. Could you There's imagine? No way. Could you imagine? Holy cow! The, the, look, let me let me say this, man. What what a game to make such statements about, right? Mm -hmm. The game that sets records. The game oh that is God. like it's it's better than any other Mario or Zelda game sitting behind the other Smash Brothers games in the first month. Mm -hmm. The game that launches the Nintendo Switch to its best month since it since its best since it launched. Yeah. For God's sake! And I'm the one going. I'm not. I'm not. I'm voting with my wallet. Yeah, I'm not gonna play you also did that with the Switch, and I think that's the problem. You did that well, with the Switch, and I broke your stone so bad after you caved that I think that you're just like, I don't want to relive that. I don't want to relive that. I again. really don't. And I, so, for clarity, I bought it day one. I wasn't. It was just I. I wanted more than one. Look, one two Switch looked like trash, mm -hmm. and they came up with this project octopath traveler which by the way Turn people should look up when i mean great game obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but when they <laughs> launched that game all i could think about was um if you have you ever seen like when colin moriarty was still with, with kind of yeah, funny yeah, back yeah, then yeah, yeah. and his reaction to mm -hmm. project octopath traveler is the best dude um i eat a lot of crow okay i, I love i love feeding it to you 